From the House of Foxes, it's Our Voices, one chapter told week by week. I am Bhavish Pitter. Chapter 8. Meet the Escapee, Victor Senior. It was June 1967. Victor learned boxing in this garage. People after their long day at work would gather in this garage for a few rounds of drinks and watch professional boxing on the TV. Sundays were special. There would be a boxing tournament held in the garage for some boxers, for them to make quick money at the risk of a few broken teeth. Victor was few months old when he moved to the USA from the Guantanamo city along with his parents. His father was an unaccounted car mechanic for the US Navy stationed a few kilometers away from the city. The USA had had a strong influence in Cuba since the early 1900s. His father, being a national, naturally gifted boxer, sparred with the US Navy boxers who were training and competing in the Nationals, World Championships, World Games and even Olympic Games. In return, they would give him imported goods from the mainland, US magazines to read and everything that could not be found in Cuba due to the USA imposed sanctions. Victor Sr. was a fierce sparring partner to have. If he had any other nationality, he would have made it to the Olympics. The other Cuban Olympic boxers were as good as him. Or he was as good as all the other Cuban Olympic boxers. The other possible reason why he was left out of the national squad was his indirect association with the US Navy. Victor's father read a lot about life away from Cuba and free future for his family in the magazines that were brought to him, especially for his son. He wanted to live free and make his son a boxing champion. But this was not possible in Cuba. So he decided to run away to America with his family. Over many months, he gained the trust of his sparring partner and laid out a plan. His sparring partner was a young sergeant in the US Navy, who would later go on to become a world champion of the early 70s. The plan was very simple. To get onto the commercial cargo ship as workers, land onto the USS soil and claim asylum. There was one minor problem. Taking a seven-month-old victor along with them would be easily detected. Sergeant nicknamed Clive Jr. was a fast thinker. He suggested a very risky idea. To hide the mother 
and the baby in the cargo ships in the kitchen storage area. No one went there except the kitchen staff to retrieve the daily stocks. But the storage room had no windows, just a small window-shaped air ventilator to keep the fresh air flowing in the room. Clive Jr. got Victor's mother enrolled in the kitchen staff a month prior to the great escape. The plan was to sneak Victor at night in the cargo ship kitchen along with his mother where they would hide till sunrise and when the ship is about to sail, Victor Sr., his father, would join them in the morning as part of the ship repair crew. Only approved staff could stay on the ship after the sunset. After 10 p.m., the ship security would check, clear the desk and close all the gates. The small but very important detail was not planned. One day, before the escape, as soon as Victor's mothers kept him in the kitchen storage area, the guards came on a surprise check to clear any non-required staff on the ship. In a hurry, his mother created a small crib behind the potato bags. A quick-thinking Victor's mother covered Victor with a jute bag, which would keep him warm and serve as a blanket, hoping that he sleeps till sunrise and doesn't cry to catch attention of the guards. The guards quickly spotted her in the kitchen and asked her to come out and off the ship. This was not part of a plan that they had designed. To leave a little child behind, she had no choice but to pray and exit without any noise. Else, they would all be arrested and sent to prison without any trial. This would be the end of their lives. The kitchen storage with the air ventilator, a small light bulb to brighten up the room, would be a saving grace for Victor Jr. The breeze from the ventilator kept the kitchen room fresh and breathable on that sweltering day. Maybe God was watching over Victor Jr. Indeed. Imagine the plight of a mother who must leave her son on a ship where she wouldn't know if she will meet him again. She left him on his faith. The pain of leaving Victor Jr. behind must be unbearable. But it was because of this decision she made at that point in time that saved them all. Mothers are brave. Mothers are really brave. She was let off the cargo ship with the guards in hope that Victor sleeps until the sunrise and the next eight hours were crucial to their faith and plan. The choice between freedom and jail was a cry away. Victor's mother had slowly smuggled many things into the kitchen area over a period of a month. 
which she thought that they would need when they moved to the USA. Victor Sr. and his wife got off the naval base and camped around 800 meters away along the road from the naval base. They had to stay there and wait for the sunrise. It was a clear sky that night. At sunrise, they would get access to the kitchen storage area to meet their son. That's what they thought and prayed for. In that camp, they wrapped a single cotton sheet around them, which kept them safe from mosquitoes and their unexpected insects. They held each other's hand the entire night and slept in each other's arms till a bad dream woke up Victor Sr. up. The sun shone the next morning. Hunger had woken up the little Victor Jr. and he didn't find anyone in sight. But he did not cry. As he was used to waking up alone in the moonlight, they did not have a continuous supply of electricity in their house. And in hindsight, maybe he got trained for this situation. Oh, did I forget to mention? Victor was just seven months old. Yes, seven. His mother had left a small bottle of milk next to his mouth. It was strategically placed so that he could reach it without crying. He woke up in the dark and managed to get his mouth around the bottle. He was a born survivor. It was 5 a.m. Victor Jr.'s mother was the first staff to report at work along with Victor Sr. It was an hour earlier than her duty time. It was the departure day of the ship and their great escape. The ship was scheduled to sail at 8 a.m. The security in the area was high. There were more guards than any other day. It was a fortress. She was walking with a rushing pace towards the security checkpoint and then she proceeded to the next checkpoint. In all, she passed three security checkpoints to reach the ship. She ran to the kitchen where she found Victor Jr. sleeping with the empty bottle next to him. The joy of this emotion was stronger than any other fear of the future that they were embarking on. When Victor Jr.'s mother narrated this incident to him, he was old enough to understand. She promised him that she would never repeat this in her lifetime. She promised to herself that she would never leave him alone again. It was 6.30 a.m. The sun had peaked out and the first rays from the horizon were visible. The view from the harbor could give hope to many people to pursue their freedom. The crew members and ship staff arrived. Victor Sr. was among them. But he had to somehow sneak his way into the ship before the ship departed. Clive Jr. knew what would happen if they got caught. Everything has to go according to the plan. 
but the final piece of the plan was that they had to figure out how would they get victor senior on the board without being detected victor junior and his mother were already on the ship the plan was to meet victor senior on the board and continue to hide in the kitchen storage until they reach united states of america the final puzzle was clive junior's idea he had just found out that navy was taking four vintage cars to the united states of america as part of the museum collection the clive junior thought getting into one of these cars would be the safest choice to hide victor senior Everyone at the naval base station knew that Victor Senior was an excellent car mechanic and his love for cars. Clive Junior took him to the loading area and pointed to a car which was part of the museum cargo. It was 1950 blue colored white roofed and newly polished Impala with a yellow temporary plate NSA 232. Clive Junior quickly picked some grease and poured it on the side of the car. to make it look dirty Victor senior was a clever man he immediately noticed it and started to clean it so that it is ready for the journey it was now victor senior's move he started to clean the car under a watchful inspection of another young guard Clive Junior knew that he had to do something to distract the young guard to give Victor Senior time to hide inside the trunk of the car. The sun was rising faster than most days. It was 6:45 a.m. Clive Junior asked if the young guard had the breakfast that day and if he could get some cigar souvenir for the journey. Meanwhile, he would guard the area for him and supervise Victor senior's work the young guard left the f- place to fetch the cigars this was victor senior's moment he moved swiftly to remove the rubber carpet from the base of the trunk and created a space for himself to hide he made sure that the trunk had a hole at the bottom for the air ventilation He was safely inside the trunk when he heard and saw the young guard return to his position. He was terrified. He quickly jumped in the car and shut down the trunk. The young guard walked towards the car to inspect the cleaning and tried to open the trunk of the car. Victor senior's heart sank in his stomach. He had his hand curled and eyes red in fear. He was about to get caught and his whole family's future was about to end in jail. Victor senior was never scared of anything except this time when he saw that his escape plan was about to fail. The young guard was about to open the trunk. 
and witness that Victor was hiding inside it. But at the same time, Clyde Jr. screamed at the guard and said, I asked you to bring cigars and rum. You only brought cigars. Where is my rum? Go get it at once. The young guard was terrified. He immediately shut the trunk without peeking into it and left the spot to fetch the rum. It was 8 a.m., the departure time. Mother and son were hidden in the kitchen storage area and Victor Sr. in the car trunk. They were united at the shores of the United States of America after an eternal journey. This was their new beginning. He went on to find a place to work in a garage. He rented a small house for his family, bigger than his house in Guantanamo City. His early days were spent working at the garage in the morning, sparring with Clive Jr. and in the evenings play with his son. Clive Jr. went on to become the greatest boxer of his time, kept the world championship title for over five years and won an Olympic gold. Few knew he was training with Victor Sr. Who would have been the greatest boxer but for his country's politics? Till today, they are best of friends. Victor Jr. was raised under his father's love for boxing. He saw his father's sparring sessions with Clive Jr. and learned greatly from it. He was his father's biggest fan. Growing up, Victor Jr. was already a lovable kid in the neighborhood. He had an amazing magnetic personality which won him many friends instantly. He was an extrovert, always smiling, even in the boxing ring. This behavior of his drove his opponents crazy. For his young age, he was the fiercest boxer in the ring during those times. He was bigger than the children of his age, and so he had friends from every age group, children older than him and children younger than him. He loved the simplicity of his mother's food and his father's passion for car and boxing. Victor Sr. wanted his son to compete for the USA boxing team. He had the Cuban blood and raw talent. Some say he was faster than the blink of an eye. His father trained him after the sparring sessions with Clive Jr. Even though he was tired, that was his only playtime with his son. By the age of 10, Victor Jr. was picking up stamina and speed. He was training with boys who were older to him by at least 3 years to match the weight and the strength class. Clive Jr. saw the talent in him and recommended him for the trials in the local state club. He was climbing the learning curve faster than average boxer. His talent made him select for nationals and made it through the competition. That's where he learned his first life lesson. He had faced loss before, but those were due to his stubbornness to fight without the required resting period 
between two fights. It was at the national games he faced the real world of boxing. He was at the match with his father as his coach. In the match he was dominating the bout. The opponent boxer was bruised and had a bleeding cut above his eye. Victor Jr was connecting his jabs and uppercuts like there was no tomorrow. And for everyone by the ring it was any moment that he would have knocked out the opponent. But to everyone's surprise his opponent was declared as the winner of that match. This was the first time he felt betrayed and cheated in the sport he loved so much. He did not understand why he had lost. His father was as surprised as him. But without confrontation or creating any situation, they left the arena in absolute disgust. They had never expected this to happen. Their strength was inside the boxing. They did not know boxing world which existed beyond the rings. And this was not the last time he would face such treachery. He had to knock out his opponent to assure his victories. Victor Jr went on to qualify and win many other tournaments which gave him a spot for the 1988 Olympics. He had arrived. End of chapter 8. Our Voices is produced by me. Music by Anchor. Please check it out on our website houseoffoxes.com where you can also download the ebook and find the nearest paperback store. Sign up for our email newsletter and be notified when new episodes are released. Please share this with your friends and family. Thank you and have a great day.